Hey, this is Bobby Hill, and you're listening to Radio 8 Ball with Andros Jones. I said good day, Sheriff. Welcome to Radio 8 Ball. Give us a shake. We are here in your ear. Tempting fate. Wherever you are, questions put to song, randomly, with the help of our friends, synchronicity, now it's time, now it's time, now Radio 8 Ball. I'm your host, Andras Jones, and this is the show where we answer questions by picking songs at random and interpreting those randomly chosen songs as the answers to the questions, like picking musical tarot cards. This is Season 3, The Appening, The Appening, The Appening, where we are engaging the pop oracle via the Radio 8 Ball app, which is filled with every song recorded in the 22-year history of Radio 8-Ball, as well as a couple of hundred of my own songs. I hope by now you've downloaded the Radio 8-Ball app, if you're an iPhone user. Sorry if you're not. It's free, and it allows you to play host and conduct your own musical divinations without the middleman being me. So uh, I'm just trying to make myself obsolete. The app also plays the latest podcast and selects the randomly chosen Pop Oracle song of the day. Personally, I just like to listen to the radio function, shuffling through the whole database of songs and best of clips because, god damn, we've had some great guests on this show. So much good music. Some by famous people and some by people you've never heard of. In last week's episode of Radio 8 Ball, Gabriel Gordon asked the pop oracle, How good will the world be at Christmas 2020? And he received this Joni Mitchell song from KP and Johnny Hawthorne as his randomly chosen pop oracle answer. All the people at this party, they've got a lot of style. They've got stamps from many countries. They've got passport smiles. Some are friendly, some are cutting, some are watching it from the wings. Some are standing in the center, giving to get something. Photobeauty gets attention. This week, KP and Johnny Hawthorne, the Hawthorns, will be joining us from Nashville, Tennessee, to discuss Gabriel's reading and engage the Pop Oracle with their own question. We recorded their episode on April 22nd, 2020, the 50th anniversary of Earth Day. And earlier in the week, uh, my little capital-adjacent neighborhood in Olympia was set upon by right-wing protesters expressing their rage at the coronavirus and those who would try and keep it from them. It was a weird scene. Loud. Lots of trucks with American flags flying out the back. Trump signs, and no masks. Uh, That was on April 19th. And back in the year 2000, I released a song called April 19th on my album, A Curmudgeon for All Seasons. Well, April 19th, that's a pretty good day. A pretty good day in the U.S. of A. Because it's Patriot's Day and all the Philadelphia or aim at wounded me or the simplest experiment 
can you friggin' be? I don't know how much of it's got dick to do with me But it shatters the illusion that I'm actually free So I turn to my history and I see that April 19th was when the first shot was fired in the Revolutionary War Which transpired was a great conflagration in which I'm told we were successful And now we rule the world, man, we've really got our hands full But in Oklahoma City, several bombs were detonated Should have been heard by the world, but the world had been sedated But one episode of Radio 8 Ball is going to find us unpacking the Joni Mitchell tribute episode of Radio 8 Ball from March 22nd, 2018, on which KP and Johnny Hawthorne played People's Parties as the answer to Steve Gregoropoulos's question. Okay, so on the, on the album Clouds, right, um, there's a song called The Fiddle and the Drum, and then... Uh, two years later, Neil Young wrote a song called Journey Through the Past, which, uh, you want to play it? No, 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 no. I'm just getting ready to play the... Okay. Well, it's got a line. I will stay with you if you'll stay with me, said the fiddler to the drum. Right? Anyway, and then Joni wrote this song on that record called That Song About the Midway. And uh, it's about hearing this guy playing the guitar in a midway in Toronto. And then, in the second verse of that... Uh, she sings uh, you were you were betting on a lover you were shaking up some dice and I thought I heard you um, cheating once or twice and the song like it starts on an E chord with an F sharp over it and then comes in singing over a B chord right and then five years later Neil Young wrote this song called Barstool Blues which also starts on an E chord with an F sharp over it also goes to a B chord where he comes in singing. And the second verse is, um, once there was a friend of mine who lived a thousand deaths. His mind was full of parasites and countless idle threats. He trusted on a woman and on her he placed his bet. Once there was a friend of mine who lives a thousand deaths. Well, my question is, is Neil Young the guy playing the guitar on the Midway in that song about the Midway? Does that make sense to you? Because if it does, you are a far better Joni fan than I am. Uh, that uh, that Joni tribute was one of those magical with a K kind of nights. Uh, though not without its drama. You know how at the end of each of these episodes, I wish you all the inspiration you can handle? Well, uh, the Joni tribute had more inspiration than it could handle. We could handle. I could handle. KP and Johnny and I referenced this slightly in the opening reading, but if you want the full story, you're going to have to join our Patreon campaign because uh, that's where I ask a question about it. I made it super easy. You can get all our bonus content for $1 a month. That's all. Of course, you can give more if you want to, but you don't have to. Mostly it's just to let me know you're out there. And listening. Anyway, the link is in the show notes. I'm doing everything I can to get the word out about this podcast and the app, but without a network behind me and doing it indie, again, uh, well, your help means the world 
to a show like this. There's a few things you can do to help us out, and they include, uh, of course, as I said, downloading the app and doing the musical divinations with your friends. Um, you know, seriously, just play and explore, and uh, and then you know maybe report your experience back. I don't know if this actually benefits the the show in any way, but uh, other than that, it's the whole reason I did it was to be able to play this game with more people. So and to share all these artists with with more people. So uh, so please engage the Pop Oracle that way. It's free, and I you know I'm not tracking you. I get nothing out of it. I mean, I guess I guess get your emails. So uh, so there you go. Uh, but uh, and then the other thing you can do that really helps me. I mean, just supports me psychologically. Join the Patreon campaign for a buck and let me know you're out there, um, and that this matters to you. You know, I mean, I'm not, don't do it if you, if it doesn't matter to you, but if it does, then do, because that just really, that just feeds me psychologically in doing this week in and week out. And, uh, and obviously, and, and honestly, the, the biggest thing of all, give, give us nice ratings and reviews on iTunes and anywhere else you get our podcast. Seriously. Uh, none of you have reviewed us. We have zero reviews and, uh. The Venn diagram of people who would listen to the show and people who want to write reviews and crap like that on uh, iTunes, it probably doesn't connect because we have zero. But even though I don't think we need a hundred or a thousand great reviews, I think zero probably is bad. So if you're listening to this and you have a little extra time on your hands, you know, get us over zero. Uh, I'm devoted to doing this show for as many or as few of you as there are. There could be none of you, honestly. My intention is to do this just for my ghosts and for the future. Though, how far into the future, I don't know. I just know that what we are doing here reveals truths about our times that are so obvious to us that they are also invisible to us. <laughs> and, uh, and we capture them which makes me think our readings may prove valuable to future historians, synchronauts, synchronauts, stoners, stoners, hypersensitive, hypersensitive intellectuals, intellectuals, alien invaders, alien artificial invaders, intelligences, artificial intelligences, and, and time, time travelers. travelers. And now, before we get to our session with KP and Johnny Hawthorne, let's give a little listen to the randomly chosen Pop Oracle Song of the Day from April 22nd, 2020. That's Tell Me a Story from... Amelie Julak, a.k.a. Julia Mackley, recorded on Radio 8 Ball on August 12, 2009. Oh, tell me a story, oh, tell me a tale, a dingy, a dory, a zephyr, a gale, and I will sail I'll bend with the breeze till my body breaks a chip of hollow skin. Oh, tell me a story that's truthful and dear. Yes, that is a story that I'd like to hear. And it will be flowing and fluid and fair. It's fire meets water. Meets the earth and joins the air. Yes, meets the earth and joins the air. Oh, 
A dingy, a dory, a zephyr, a And that was Tell Me a Story. Tell Me a Story. (laughs) And here we are on April 22nd, 2020, the 50th Earth Day. And uh, I don't know, the 631st Radio 8 Ball podcast of our podcasting series. And uh, here we are uh, with KP and Johnny Hawthorne, whose version of Joni Mitchell's song People's Parties was the answer to Gabriel Gordon's question on our last episode. And we're speaking to them in Nashville, Tennessee. Hi. How's it going? Oh, it's going great here in Olympia, Washington. (laughs) Uh, Just hanging out and pandemicking down how are how are you pandemicking there in uh in music is, what, what's the nickname for nash's music city is it used to be <laughs> yeah there's no music going on right now though but... <laughs> i'm sure there's still people playing it's a songwriter town i'm sure there's still you're still playing music we are yes yeah. we're we're catching up with some um songwriting stuff and uh being... Doing some live streams yeah, doing the best you can under the circumstances. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and otherwise than that, we're just doing house projects. We've 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 become spectacular gardeners. Right. That's wonderful, actually. I mean, it's everyone tells me the things that they have to do, and we're going to get into some of the stuff that I know. You know, you had some tours play, you had some things that you were cooking with gas, uh, but. Like everyone, we had to turn off the gas. And when people tell me the things that they're doing, a lot of times it sounds like, gosh, that sounds like perfect. So you're, where, what kind of garden do you have? You got to answer that one. <laughs> we have, it's about a quarter acre here in East Nashville. And it's just a big green, pretty lawn and a lot of trees. And so we needed to, you know, plant flowers. So there were power tools involved and cutting of things and saws and nailing together flower beds. And then we ended up just making a beautiful flower garden in the front yard and we got our own lawnmower. (laughs) We were living in LA and we didn't even have a yard, let alone a a lawnmower. Now there's a lawnmower. And And, uh, chainsaws. Yeah. And, uh, you know, grass seed and transplanting lilacs and lilies and all kinds of beautiful flowers that were sort of growing wild. We sort of compiled them and made a made sense of it. And, you know, we're just really enjoying it. It's just, it's very pretty here. It's, the weather's been amazing. We really couldn't have asked for a better place to be during this thing. We're pretty lucky. But before all of this, you were on your way to South by Southwest and had a whole tour. We should say, although you're listed on the credits for the Radio 8 Ball show as KP and Johnny Hawthorne, you are now the Hawthorns, the Hot Thorns, H-A-W-T, Hot Thorns. That's how you find it on uh, right. the, web, the web. Well, when we started the project, uh, there was already several bands called the Hawthorns or the Hawthorne Band or some sort of thing. So we had to kind of figure out our own way of spelling it to make it a little bit different. It makes sense. I like it. And it's Hawthorns. That's <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Right. In a nutshell, yeah. that's basically how that name came about. And then with regard to the South by Southwest, we had already been on the road since last July. Yeah. Our record came out in July. And um, we did a tour in February of New York, Boston, Chicago, and um, various places. And then KP went to our house in Nashville and was gonna hang out. And then the South by Southwest was gonna happen in March. I was gonna come out and meet her in Austin, but obviously all that changed. So I basically just came to Nashville and decided you know i'd want it i wanted to be here <laughs> if we we're going to be locked down because our place in la is just a small apartment it's not very big at all well i'm glad that you found yourself in uh in a safe and uh pleasant spot yeah right i mean 
I can't even imagine. I know it's got to be so hard for a lot of people. Like our publicist lives in um, New York and she's got an apartment in New York City and, you know, they're locked in. And she said to me, they go out twice a day to let the dogs out and that's it. You know, I don't know. I consider us pretty lucky. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think this is one of those situations where everyone can look to find someone who has it harder than they have it, but Mm -hmm. nobody, I don't think anyone has it easy. That's Uh, true. Certainly no one, this is just an unusual situation. Uh, Some Mm -hmm. people have it, everyone has it easier than someone, but this truly is one of those situations where nobody really has it easy because you just don't know. Yeah, and everybody's been so good checking on each other and just, you know, and when we first got here together, we were kind of like, Johnny would say, who are you going to call today? Well, who am I going to call today? And we'd make sure we just give one person in our lives, you know, that phone call just to kind of catch up and make sure that they're okay and just communicate because we know a lot of single people who live alone and and that would be hard, you know, so. It is. <laughs> but, uh, well, let's, let's, uh, one of the reasons that you're here is to discuss, well, the, the actually the real, the main reason you're here is because out of almost 2,000 songs that are in the app, you have just like two of them. Uh, one performed as Calico and this and people's parties performed as KP and Johnny Hawthorne on the Joni Mitchell episode. And so a very long odds that it would get picked. And it was very, it was, I, I, you know, you could hear if you listen to last, last episode, both Gabriel Gordon and I were blown away that this, that that song came up, uh, as the answer to his question, since that was the episode where we first met and he has Mm -hmm. such a Joni Mitchell connection. Um, but I'm curious, what do you both think of that as the answer to his question? Yeah, um, I think that it's the it's the future, it's the real future. And in Christmas at Christmas 2020, we're all going to be partying again together. I think that was the the eight ball telling us to have hope, right? That the parties are coming. Yeah. What do you think, Johnny? That sounds good. <laughs> I mean, I, I want to believe things always get back to normal. Yeah. Well, isn't it? Uh, so I, it's maybe it's just the way my mind works. But I mean, it is on the surface. It's saying people's parties, and it's a beautiful rendition and a great song with a very you know, it's it's a, sort of a fun melody. And but when the things she's describing are, it's a disturbed situation for both the singer and the 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 revelers almost like uh yeah like almost like something from a dream right and she feels out of place yeah that's the whole deal Joni's out of place Mm -hmm. but all those other people are the normal partiers they're used to that stuff yeah but that's how that's her take on it but it's an honest take i mean you know that's in in Joni's description of it that's that's probably how it really is Mm -hmm. But the, the other people at the party are just, you know, so used to it or just used to that life. They don't even know what's going on anymore. Yeah, it, it's be, it's become their normal. You know, they're they're the normal um, cast of characters that you'd find at a party. The photo beauty, you know, all of those different types of people that you see. There's There's one of those at every party kind of thing. You see, what it made me think of was sort of the party where we recorded this wow. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I could see that it had a lot of the same elements of you know people with lots of talent people with big egos with big sensitivities people <laughs> drinking and you know putting on a show lots of different levels of show and lots of stuff going on beneath the surface and then flaring up and uh wow yeah so i there that's sort of the meta and because gabriel was such an agent of and i say this you know he's been on he was just on the show he's been on the show multiple times he's referred multiple guests 
we have a uh, we have a funny sort of if you listen to the episode, there's a sort of a funny push pull to our dynamic. Um, oh yeah. And he, but he was like such an instigator on that day of a lot of this stuff, or, you know, not by, not in a way of like being, um, it, by being sort of charming, by being a sort of charming, uh, I don't want to say that he was, he's a drunk, but he was drink, he was charmingly drunk. And that gave, uh, I don't know, license for more of that. And so I just, when that came up as his answer, it just was so like, and uh, we'll get into it, but you were, you know, your show, your, your, the stuff you played on the show was sort of towards the, you, you sort of, they, bra you, your performances bracketed some of the drama that happened on that show. It's uh, exactly right. It definitely did. And I remember sitting there at the end and kind of thinking, you know how there's chaos going all around you and you just sort of feel like, okay, this is my turn to be the, the big grown up. And you just have to be a grown up and and keep a positive attitude and try not to let all the chaos, you know, swallow you in. That's how I felt at the end of that night because it, there was so much chaos. Like you said, there it was a party like that. There were so many different personalities, and they were, it was so fun though. I, I know it's like one of, uh, it's one of those things where yeah, it'd be really cool if it was happening to anybody else. Um, <laughs> but, yeah. but, but, but you, but then it, you know, I, I, I totally signed up for it. Um, mm -hmm. you're very so, brave. Yeah, no, I, I, and I, and I should I also just wanted to reflect back to you, but if, if you listen to that episode, my question was about the song, uh, be cool and that, uh, keep it cool, fire and ice. And you real, I felt like that's, that really is what you, uh, what you brought to that performance in that. The performances were fire, like yeah. they were like you delivered. I li I've listened to people's parties again because of the last edit. I've listened to it probably 25, 30 times in the last week. Your your version, and it is now for me the definitive version in my head. Right, it just like it runs and oh. it's and it's a you know and like I said, and you heard how Gabriel responded to the guitar. Like he was so yeah. sure that he played the guitar on that Johnny. Mm -hmm. Like he was just like, like no, no, it's 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 that's the power of Joni Mitchell coming through other people mm -hmm. through Johnny. Isn't it funny? I mean that and that song mean, means a lot to me, and it means a lot to Johnny. We both separately grew up loving Joni so much. And uh, hang on, my dog is taking a drink of water. Sorry. <laughs> hey, Saul. Some of those Tom Petty sound effects. Okay. Yeah. If you if you wonder what that sound is, it's the dog. Um, anyway, so, and I met Johnny, and I didn't know how much of a Joni fan he was, and, and vice versa, and we sort of came together just jamming together one night and realizing that we both loved Joni, and one night, you know, we kind of go down these wormholes, and one night we just decided, oh, let's learn people's parties. This is before the Radio 8 Ball show. We just decided to learn it. it. It's a little complicated with the timing, as a lot of her songs are, because she just doesn't follow any rules. She makes up her own rules. And, uh, you know, we detuned, we found the tuning. And Remember that, Johnny? Yeah, I do. Yeah, there was a bottle of wine involved. There's always a bottle of wine <laughs> involved. And uh, usually, yeah, that's when we start going down the wormhole. Yeah. So to speak. And, but yeah, but... Uh, it turned out good. So when um, when you wanted to do a tune for this thing, yeah, you're like let's do that one. Yeah, Caitlin asked us to do it. And the crazy thing is, all of my life, I've wanted an excuse to perform that song, and there there it was. That was the reason. Yeah, and now it's two years later, and mm -hmm. we're still talking about it. It's still <laughs> resonating. It's still blowing people's minds. <laughs> So that's the power of Joni Mitchell. Definitely, I think it's the power of your performance and, if I may, the power of this format. Mm -hmm. So speaking of which, we're going to get into your question for the Pop Oracle. Mm -hmm. Every day, the Radio 8-Ball app generates a Pop Oracle song of the day from our database. And today's was uh, Julia McAuley's 
song, Tell Me a Story, performed live on my birthday in 2009 at one of our live events. And um, yeah, and I'm just curious if you, if there's anything in that song, I I sent it to you before we started here. You had just a couple of minutes with it. Uh, Is there anything in that song that maybe resonates with today or you know, has any particular synchronicity for either of you or, or Saul? Um, well, Saul actually loved it. You know what I thought was so cool about it was it sounded like she made a recording on her phone and then she came into your studio and sang along in harmony with her phone recording. Is that what happened? That's exactly. Uh, yes, uh, Lieutenant Colombo, you got that one. Yeah, that was really very Bjork of her. I thought she was really cool. And and I don't know if she wrote that thing or if it was some cor- kind of like, um, who were those, um, remember the fairy tales, the Grimm's fairy tales? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It sounded like it was a Grimm's fairy tales um, reading over music. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I, I believe that's a, that is a song that she comp- that she wrote. Um, yeah, she's an inventive one. Yes, she is. Uh, she is uh, currently in a group called Power Couple with her partner, Clint Hannaway. And uh, yeah, she is an incredibly creative person. Mm-hmm. Fans of mumblecore films of the late aughts will remember her from the classic Bummer Summer. Uh, a great classic. A great film about Olympia in the summer. But uh, yeah, so uh, maybe there's some so maybe there's some story to tell us about uh, about where your question comes from. I think we're we're at that point in the in the conversation where we can uh, say, well, you uh, know, we, go down the wormhole. Yeah, I mean, well, our question. To, should we tell you about our question or should we just ask our question? Should we tell you about give us, our question? Yeah, give, give us the pre- give us the preamble. Tell us. Oh, tell me a story. Well, <laughs> well, I don't know if we have a huge story about our question, but we love music, obviously. It's everything for us, and we pretty much go down a wormhole every single night, uh, down the uh, YouTube wormhole, just searching for things and searching to see who's made music with who. And Johnny wondered uh, about um, du- an upcoming duet that might happen. What made, oh, you, right, right. what made you think about this one, Johnny? Well, I just noticed that, you know, due to the, the current um, uh, world situation, you're seeing a lot of, of video stuff that's going on and um, with bands. And I think what would be cool would be putting together people on video. And I guess you would call it virtual concerts, right? Because mm-hmm. they're not actually together. But to put people together that you never thought would be together, right? So uh, I thought, what don't did... tell him yet. Oh, You're don't not tell him. Supposed to ask it yet. Okay. okay. But he thought of. <laughs> he thought okay. Of this, too. I love it. I love that you're building. This is great uh, podcast. You're building suspense. Everyone's what? what right. Oh my god! We're all at my mind's on like, oh my god! I'm thinking of all the possible things you could be wondering about. You know, it's definitely a, a Schrodinger's cat question at the moment. Uh, okay. So uh, do you have the Radio 8 Ball app at the ready? We do, and we've already typed in the, the um, we've asked the question, but we haven't clicked ask yet, okay. so we're ready to go. Then uh, why don't you tell us what your question is for the Pop Oracle? Would you like to read it, Johnny, for the Pop Oracle? Will Mick Jagger and Beck do a duet in 2020? I hope so. Yes. Will Mick Jagger and Beck do a duet in 2020. Yes. Give it a shake. Okay. Here we go. Here it goes. Shook it. He's thinking about it. And. Thinking. Oh. 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 What did it say? So it's New Year's Day. Louise Goffin. Louise Goffin. New Year's Day. Uh, well, that, uh, okay. Well, let's listen. Everybody makes a dream this time of year. 
From now on, gonna be good for you. All your friends and family gather round in peace and harmony. It's a time to remember your blessings. It's a time to remember your goals. All the people in your life, be they new friends or old. And it could be the time of your life. Everything's gonna work out all right. It'll be okay in every way, making it better. It's New Year's Day. And should all friends be for God, keep everything they gave you. And though they may seem so far away, Every day, and I know sometimes the road isn't easy, and we've said some things wished we'd never said. Once a few rounds, you've loved and lost. You pick yourself up and take a chance again, and it could be the time of your life. Everything's gonna work out all right it'll be okay in every way making it better it's new year's day countdown's done and we're swaying along with the band just one more dance May all your dreams come true And it could be the time of your life Everything's gonna work out alright It'll be okay in every way making it better It's New Year's Day It's New Year's Day. Uh -uh. And that was Louise Goffin doing the song New Year's Day, recorded for Radio 8 Ball on December 12th, 2017. That was the answer to your question. Mm -hmm. In 2020... Will we see a collaboration, a Zoom collaboration, a, a, a non-local collaboration, I think is what we're talking about, mm-hmm. between Mick Jagger and Beck? And I don't think you're talking about Jeff Beck. No. no. Although that'd be Although, cool too. <laughs> I'd be happy with that, too. I'd like to see <laughs> Jeff Beck and Beck. <laughs> there we go. Now that, see, yeah. now that would be awesome. Yeah. Okay, so well, well, what did you think about that as the answer to the question? Okay, so I have this theory, just it hit me. I don't know what all this magic hocus pocus is that's going on, but um, there's some sort of divine um, hand going on here because this is the way that this whole thing went down. Gabriel's question was about Christmas 2020, and the answer <laughs> was people's parties, which brought us here to this moment. Right. And, and we all know what's going on and it's dark and it's hard. And we just discussed the parties being, maybe they weren't, you know, the super fun parties, Joni feels out of place and all of that sort of thing. And, uh, you know, there's a, there's some angst in that. And now the answer to our question about something so cool and fun, um, is the most inspirational, cool song about everything is going to be all right and it happens to be called new year's day i know i Um, know you might have to wait till 
one day after 2020. Right. <laughs> That's what I think. Yeah. How about you, I agree with your uh, synopsis. Yes. So this is always such a, I've realized the, the, the weird position I've put myself in is that I, I know that whoever comes up as the guest is so and now I'm going to have to spend the week tracking down and I hope that I'll find I hope they'll be like I have to slash get to. But when I don't know who it is in that moment when I'm waiting, it I just it gets really nerve wracking because it's like, OK, this is Andras Jones. This is who you're going to spend the next week with. It's you know, and I have friends in here who are passed on. Like when one of their them comes up, that's going to be really an. In, I'm going to have to figure something out. It's going to be a, right. an intense thing. I'm excited about Louise Goffin uh, being on the show if, if if she'll do it. But it's always it's like there's this oh my god oh my god oh my god, and it's going to be Louise Goffin. So maybe this will inspire her. <laughs> what I thought about it was that I, I could hear Beck and Mick Jagger doing this song. They should be they should collaborate. Anna Louise Goffin. Well, that's what I think. I mean, uh, start that engine and and put it out there into the universe yeah, because I think yeah, that's a, a great idea. Song. It's a and, really cool song too. Um, obviously, it can. It, it, it was. It. I seem to remember it being a good answer for my question, and obviously, it turned out to be a good answer for this one as well. Um, have you? Have you? Do you know Louise, or have you done shows with her? It seems mm-hmm. like you might travel in similar circles. Yeah, I haven't done any shows with her, but I have followed her. And oddly enough, Caitlin, who that's how I met you, Caitlin um, Wolfberg, the fiddle player, who I played lots the and lots of. The fiddle with. player. How disrespectful. <laughs> I mean, she was your fiddle player. Caitlin Wolfberg, well, the conductor. Well, uh, she's, she's, yeah, she's violinist, all the uh, yeah. She's everything. <laughs> you just make I, mean, it, I know some fiddle Caitlin, players. <laughs> Caitlin is the best thing in the world and she brought me to you and she also um i think she toured with louise so well there you go so there's that connection caitlin pretty much has toured with everybody cool so yeah she's a she's a cat no doubt Mm -hmm. about it no doubt about it Mm -hmm. she was a calico cat she was and that she was a member of the band Calico, which was uh, gave, I guess, your final performance under the name Calico on that Radio 8 Ball show, the Joni Mitchell show, right? That's right. That's exactly what, what happened. So we, we put that cat out of its misery. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, every everything changes. Nothing stays the same. That's the way it goes. Are you a fan of, are either of you fans of the film uh, Sweet Smell of Success? From 1957 with uh, Burt Lancaster and Tony Curtis. I know I've seen it, and and shamefully, I just I can't I can't think of it right now. I don't. Oh, it's, it just has this great Clifford, dark Clifford Odets screenplay, and one of the lines. Then I, I'll quote it to people, and they always are like Ugh, horrified that I said it to them. But uh, Tony Randall, when he comes to Burt Lancaster and tells him that he's done this job for him, this sort of sleazy gig for him. His term, his euphemism for it is cats in the bag, bags in the river. <laughs> cats oh, in the bag, yeah. bags in the river. And yeah, it's terrible. It's pretty terrible. But it does apply to the, to the, the end of the Joni Mitchell yeah. episode of Radio 8. <laughs> just, just to bring the vibe up, we decided to metaphorically, metaphorically kill a cat and put a band out of its uh well not misery at all no just uh, things changed and now you are the hawthorns yep yeah things had to be yep. cleared like this is i mean i think maybe that's uh i'm getting a little bit far afield from the from your reading i'm so curious what what louise goffin is going to make of i'm kind of stuck because i'm so curious what she's going to make of that as the answer to your question i'm i almost feel like i'm just the middleman on that um <laughs> but I, yeah, I'm, I want to hear her take yeah yeah but uh but i do think that there's something in the last uh bonus episode i asked a question i've been getting the I don't know if I I picked a tarot card every morning as part of my morning rituals. And I got the completion card, which is four of wands. Like, I don't know, like 
10 times in 30 days almost since yeah. the uh, pandemic thing started, since all of that started, since the self-quarantining started. And so I've been wondering, because I've been thinking a lot about the Joni Mitchell episode, if there's some like what I can learn about completion. And I think there's something, even though I'm sort of making jokes about not funny things like dead cats and written rivers and things. But, uh, but there is still something about that, that there was a, that that show did have because of whatever you and Mojo you brought with the Calico thing, you and Caitlin and Johnny brought with mm-hmm. that to that final reading that there was, even though things were got really intense, there was a sense of, completion there and that was really through music and through the rendition of ladies of the canyon that i think just you know really grounded the whole thing and i I remember johnny was just like i remember johnny you were uh such a sweet presence on that day so uh silent and strong and supportive kind of the role you're playing here a little bit well you know at that point i've been in hollywood a long time and uh I've been to wacky things. So, uh, it did that was wacky. No, 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 no. it was wacky. It was wacky. I mean, it It did get kind of wacky for a minute there, (laughs) but, um, but, uh, I, you know, that's just, you got to roll with the the punches, you know? And, uh, to me, it, it seems normal, but I, I wasn't like freaked out or anything. (laughs) We should be clear. There were, nobody was punched. There were no punches that I was aware of. There was punch. There was punch and it got close. Yeah. Uh, someone pushed a mic sort of that's roughly. true you know what there was one moment in, in that night that I remember and there were literally tears because we were behind the glass listening to I can't even remember Bart Davenport was- doing both sides now wasn't it? Was that the one? Oh, that's right. I cried. Yeah. And I actually picked up my phone and filmed like us, all of us singing it. All of us who are watching were just singing it behind the glass, like together in harmony and stuff. And it was so amazing. It was amazing. All these beautiful people were there just singing along to that amazing Joni's. It was, it was pretty cool. Like random I've looked at clouds from both sides now, from up and down, and still somehow it's clouds, illusions I recall. I really don't know clouds at all. I was actually literally just talking with Bart. Uh, yesterday on the phone and telling him about that moment and saying how he wasn't aware of it but I was aware of watching everyone on the other side of the glass just stop like about halfway into the first verse everyone stopped what they were doing turned around and like opened up their phones and started filming and singing yeah (laughs) yeah yeah it was a beautiful thing Bart's a Bart's a phenomenal uh and that actually that was the song of the day the randomly chosen song of the day for yesterday which is why we were talking about it from both sides now from give and take and still somehow it's love's illusions I recall I really don't know Love at all. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, well, would you? Uh, we're. Gonna, I want to talk with you about uh, just a little bit more about uh, what uh, what you're up to on on this side of the paywall. But would would you and Johnny be willing to stick around and uh, and do uh, help me out with my question for the Pop Oracle for our Patreon subscribers? Sure, we'd yeah, love to. That sounds great. Okay, great. Well, before we move to that uh, portion of the show, let's talk a little bit about where people can find you and what you're doing. Are you doing any online performances? Uh, Like something, these are up forever, so obviously you won't be doing them. If you're listening to this in 2022, whatever dates we're about to give out are probably uh, in the past. So, but uh, what do you guys think? So we'll be doing an Americana Highways um, 
live stream on May 4th. It's sometime in the evening. I, I think it's like 4.30 Eastern or something or 4.30 Central. I'm not sure about the time. but And then we have another live stream at the Boot Facebook page, the Boot.com face, Facebook page on May 10th. Um, and these are two live streams in support of a single that we have coming out on May the 8th. And I believe... When we finish up here, I'm gonna we're gonna play that song going out of this uh, this podcast, right? I get a and you're you're gonna be the first one that's ever gonna play it because we haven't let it out of that cat out of the bag yet. No. And thank you for letting that cat out of that bag and out of there where he's alive. You brought the cat back to life. That's so beautiful. Oh, you just made. <laughs> you, even you made me so we much set happier. The world right. I, yeah, yeah, it's that's wonderful. Yes. So, and the name of the single is? It's called Memphis Rain. It's a cover song. Um, there's an artist here in Nashville that we love. His name's Aaron Lee Tazjan, and uh, he had a record a couple of years ago called Silver Tears, and we really loved that record. And um, since we now sort of kind of moved to Nashville, and we're in we're Tennesseans now. Uh, we thought it'd be a really great song to do. It's a real special song. We put lots of lush harmonies on it and just two guitars. It's a, it's a very tender song. Yeah, it's sweet and uh, moody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it definitely has a vibe to it. Mm-hmm. Nice, nice. <laughs> and did you uh, did you record it? Did you produce it yourself? Did you work with Did you work with someone on it? What's the What's the backstory on the song? Uh, we recorded it back in Los Angeles, probably about. Five months ago. Ah, back in those days when people could gather together in small rooms and share a microphone. Yeah. It seemed like a while ago we did it. I don't know. Maybe it was two months ago. Who knows? No, it wasn't. Maybe it was three months ago. I don't even remember. What day is it? Time doesn't matter anymore. Okay, it was. was, What year is it? So anyway, we did it. And um, uh, yeah, so essentially we produced it ourselves. Excellent. Yeah. And did you play all the, you play it yes. all? It's all you. It's just, yeah, we just did two guitars. I played acoustic and Johnny is an amazing lap steel player. I love his guitar playing so much and he played left steel and we just sang a bunch of, bunch of harmonies. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Yeah. And um, is this, is this another one with that? What was the label you said you're working with? Below, uh, 40 Below? Is that what you said? 40 Below. So this one, it's sort of an interim single. We kind of, since there's not much to do and everything got stopped, we were like, what are we doing? Um, we don't have a new record coming out. So we took the things that we did that were acoustic and beautiful. And we decided to kind of do our own little thing in between Um this and our next record. So we're just self-releasing this. Um, we we have a distribution company that we work with and they're doing the distribution and, and you know, our little team will work on it. And, but it's pretty indie. It's a pretty DIY situation. So you didn't reach out to Beck or Mick Jagger? But... I've left Beck several messages. Right, but they don't call back. I used yeah. to have his phone number. A long, really? long, wow. long, long, back when having Beck's phone number, Beck, back when he put his last name on the, the piece of Hansen. paper. Yeah. <laughs> Beck Hansen. We were an open, mic, an open mic and I was like, oh, this poor kid, nobody, nobody's going to get what he's doing. Uh, I should invite him to play a show sometime. Did he break dance? No, he just played, oh. just he just played blues like he was uh, a very old man. <laughs> Yeah, he does, doesn't he? Yeah, that'd be nice to have that with uh, have have him and uh, Mick do some sort of. Acoustic I want to see him dance thing. together. Oh, like uh, like the like David Bowie, like mm-hmm. Jagger and Bowie yeah. in the Dancing in the Streets video. Yeah, <laughs> it's one of our favorite videos. It is. Just put them both in front of a green screen and have them just dance in front of it, mm-hmm. and then let, let people throw yeah, like have people whoever you can just put whatever you want behind them yeah i think that would appeal Mm -hmm. to beck's sense of sort of collaborative art like we'll dance and do our thing but let the audience decide what we're dancing in front of well no you wouldn't want to do that because then you get a bunch of you'd be all swastikas (laughs) and penises it would be (laughs) yeah no i I vote yeah let's 
let's, let's let them leave it to the professionals. Yeah, let's leave this one to the professionals. <laughs> we we game that one out for you guys, so you don't have to do it. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for giving your attention and intention to this episode of Radio Eight Ball Season Three: The Happening with our guests KP and Johnny Hawthorne, the Hawthorns. I need to make one correction. When discussing Sweet Smell of Success, I accidentally said Tony Randall when I meant to say Tony Curtis. Just once. I said Tony Curtis once, but then afterwards I said Tony Randall. If this caused anyone consternation or confusion, I'm sorry. Remember, if you like the show, please help other people find us by rating and reviewing Radio 8 Ball positively wherever you find your podcasts. Download our app from the iTunes App Store. And finally, thanks to Chris Sand for joining our Patreon campaign this week. I do hope you will join him in listening to the second half of our session by subscribing to our show on Patreon. The link is in the show notes. This week's bonus episode is the first time I tell the whole story of the experience of the Joni Mitchell tribute episode. It goes deep. It gets personal. And in the end leads to some healing, for me, at least, and I hope for others as well. You can find out everything you need to know about Radio 8 Ball at our website, www.radio8ball.com, and we're going to close out this episode with the latest single from The Hawthorns, a debut here on Radio 8 Ball of Memphis Rain. And with that, I'm out. Until next time, I'm your host, Andras Jones, wishing you lots of spine-tingling synchronicities, connections with the natural world, and all the inspiration you can handle. Her silken leather jacket Was heavy as the pain In the Memphis rain In the Memphis rain Diamond drops are sparkling On the zipper and chain in the Memphis rain In the Memphis rain